Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I'm Ross. And I'm Gordon. And today, Gordon has a topic to think about. What are we going to think about today, sir? Uh, we are going to think uh, about a request one of the camera club members gave about this new concept in photography that was emerging called minimalism. And since I knew nothing about it then and I know less about it now, it seemed like a perfect topic to talk about. So you know less after doing research. God, that sounds like an internet meme to me. That happens to me a lot. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so what is minimalism? It's ostensibly a form of photography that uses as little subjects or points of interest in an image to make the point. And the less is, in this case, more, according to them. Viewers can't see my face, but my eyebrows are creeping to the back of my head. That sounds an awful lot like, well, if I want to be truly minimalistic, I should take a picture of nothing. Because zero many, would be I've minimal. I have a feeling that many do. I may have seen some of those photos. <laughs> However, you did come up with the, the, the cutting to the quick, to so to speak, and you said, well go out and buy a flower and nothing else. And I believe that that pretty much covers it. Yeah, a picture of a flower and nothing else. There you go. To get less, or no, I guess it'd be more minimal, <laughs> don't have a flower. <laughs> okay. All right. I so, got to admit, so man, this we, sounds we, goofy. We beat that up. This sounds goofy to me. But I, I believe that uh, they, this sort of started coming about based on uh, what was happening in the art world using very stark, isolated kind of images and is being purported by those who purport these things. <laughs> the purporters. Purporters. It's a word now, folks. <laughs> That in our current society, we're bombarded by visual input and we tend to produce images that reflect this bombardment. And it's an attempt to get away from that to perhaps a more tranquil form of image. And that's being as generous as I can be. Okay. All right. So that's fair. I think that's fair. I, I get the idea not to have clutter, because I think that's what you're saying. Yes. But that's not a new idea. No. That's been... Declutter the background to bring attention to your subject is sort of a hallmark rule. Yes, it is the rule. It's pretty much the only rule. Okay. So, so I'm looking at it from that point of view. One does question: uh, Is this truly a new form of photography, 
or has suddenly people realized that what they were doing before is not staying true to the precepts of photography okay i can i can certainly see that happening as a transitional effect through psychological change resulting from a cluttered and busy world constant flood of in input billions of new photos every day 8 million instagram posts but you can also just not look then that would have the same effect essentially okay like i'm not tr- i'm not trying to be naturally difficult although i oh, excel at that <laughs> i'm i'm really trying to get my head around this and i'm i confess i'm struggling so do do people think that this is a new idea that there's something unique and hard to do short answer yes they're talking about it as being an emerging branch of photography and uh, i think it emerged 100 years ago but yeah I, and and, but I think and not just in it. photography but in the art world as well yeah. i mean andy warhol made way too much money with a painting of a tin of cannibal soup there you go and that based on what you described that's minimalist mm-hmm. there's not even soup it's just a can and you don't know if there's soup but maybe that was the idea you got to think about with <laughs> but that's getting away from minimalism into another form of i think there was some conceptualing around lysergic acid diethylamide <laughs> and there's our word first word for the day say it if you can yeah okay if i presume to make minimalistic photographs What am I doing differently? Like what do I do to make a minimalist minimalist one of those photographs? Well, for the photographs that I've seen, I would say you choose one subject, okay? You have not very much or you eliminate as much around it as would go towards adding clutter, okay? you would place the subject call it a point of interest in a location where you employ a large amount of negative space around it uh, maybe a shadow or two uh, you might want to make this stand out by having a uh, dramatic coloration to it or you may have something that has geometric designs being the subject of the, of the image modifying lighting to make these things pop against a background of of basically nothing okay uh, all kinds of the attempt to use one subject used in different different locations different surroundings different lightings to try and focus the attention on the point of interest and on nothing else is the way i am interpreting it okay i i i and i get that i i need to take some medication because i'm getting a bad case of spock eyebrow right now <laughs> because everything you said makes perfect sense 
But, no, sorry, but, <laughs> but those are principles of photography in general. Yes. Like you said, over a hundred years old. I'm still struggling to find out what makes this different, special, or deserving of a new label. And that I can't answer because I, I really don't know. Because as soon as I read this the first time around, I said, well, this is, this is nice, but how is this any different from any of the other precepts of photography? And I can't, and I can't find them. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say minimalism in this context is, is really no different, but it is a concerted effort on the photographer's part to pay more attention to eliminating the unnecessary, which you may have overlooked okay. before. And I can see that, but I have to confess, you and I both like Harry Potter. Yes. If we think back to the first Harry Potter books, mm-hmm. they were very short. Mm-hmm. They were very focused. Mm-hmm. And they were told in the context of a child, mm-hmm. young Mr. Potter. Mm-hmm. As the books moved on and the character grew older, the themes became darker. Mm-hmm. The characters became more dimensional. Mm-hmm. There was more breadth. You could spend more time in the image yes. that you created in your mind as you're reading the story. Right. I think most people create a mental movie when they're reading. Oh, absolutely. I do. And I, and I know you do. I, know, I don't know for sure, but I think most people do. So what I'm getting is this effort is to take a childish view. Very simple that there's no serious depth to it. Yeah, you, you can use composition and texture and shadows, but we do that anyway in photography. Mm-hmm. You can make a photograph of a seal following those minimalistic rules and call it a minimalist photo. But you could also make a photograph of the same seal that gives more depth, more information, perhaps more story, that may be more emotionally compelling. So is minimalism supposed to create an emotional connection? I believe so. And, and I believe it, it, is, it is an attempt to, to tell the story that you, you mentioned. Okay. So other than just having a Campbell soup can, which may or may not contain soup. The effective photographic equivalent to Schrodinger's cat. Right. Then, uh, yes, then the, these images will now have maybe a trickle of something coming down the side of the can, which shows you that there may actually be a can of soup. So basically telling a story of some variety, not just the object. Okay, so let me go back in time. Okay. To a photographer named Edward Weston. Oh, yes. Mm Mm-hmm who published a a series of very powerful, in my opinion, photographs of a pepper. Yep. They are wonderful studies in light and composition and line Mm -hmm. and texture and all those good things that we think about as photographers. Right. Or aspire to think about. Mm -hmm. There's nothing in them but a pepper. Yep. That's right. There isn't. So... By definition, they're minimalist, but that's not new. No, it's not new. That's, that was back before either of us were born. Yes. So, I, I, again, I'm struggling. 
Not with the concept. Like, I get it. Because these are principles of photography. Right. Where I'm struggling with is how is this new or different than what many photographers have been aspiring to do forever? Like, I think of the and, uh, very first photograph ever made and printed. It's a look outside of a window at nothing. Okay. Like, really, there. It's a very That's, boring image. You look outside a stone framed window at a stone wall. It's compelling because it's the first photograph that ever did something like that. That ever that it was ever printed. Right. And you could say, okay, well, that's fascinating, but I still wouldn't hang it on my wall. So I guess I must be obtuse because I'm just not getting this as being a unique or new genre of photography. And if I were cynical, wait for it, because I am, it just sounds, and I'm sorry if I'm offending people, it just sounds like foo-foo dust to me. I can't, I can't disagree with that, because that, that's essentially the same response that I had. Okay. So, yes. So, they're, they're talking about it as being, in, in the context that we said before, our images were cluttered. Maybe it's time to get back to basics. Okay. Maybe start removing things that before we took for granted, but sh probably shouldn't have. I and buy into that. Absolutely. So, from the way I'm interpreting this, yes, it is not a new concept. It's a new concept in the political sense, in the sense that this wasn't there when the last guy was here, so this must be a whole brand new approach, uh, except it's been done 300 times before with the previous political people. So it's it's not new, but it's being broadcast as new. And it may be an honest attempt to bring us back to the basic roots of photography. And let's accept that it's not a technique that can be used in all photographs. But having said that, in, in the sense that we've discussed him already, but even otherwise busy photographs, you take out the things that are not contributing. Yeah, you do that as you, you part do of that your anyway. compositional exercise. So I'm going to go out along with you and say, no, this is not a new concept. It is an attempt and maybe a worthy one. Oh, I think, I think as a reminder of the precepts that we started with as creatives to be able to tell a story, to make it easy for the viewer to identify the subject and the context of the message we're trying to get across. Mm -hmm. I have no issue with that because I support that. Right. And I encourage that. Right. Like, okay, this is a lovely picture. You can't have 27 subjects. Right. You can have one. And everything else has to support that subject. Right. This, I understand, takes that to the level that there isn't anything else to support the subject. It's highly simplistic. Right. There is not a lot of interpretation required. It's not the kind of thing you're going to spend a lot of time looking at. But then I struggle with that because if Weston is minimalist, I can spend a lot of time looking at a Weston photograph, but I'm looking at it for something different. I'm not looking at it because it's minimalistic. I'm looking at it for the light. Right. And the shadow and the right. composition. 
So maybe it doesn't matter what what, what we call it. And I'll, it's, now that I'll buy into. So it doesn't we don't matter. need a label or a box. Right. So forget forget the name forget the name that has been placed on this. Let's recognize all the things that we talked about. We've got light, we've got texture, we've got color, we've got distractions that shouldn't be there, we've got shapes, we've got leading lines, we've got empty spaces, we've got full spaces. And if we can use those to tell the story without throwing a whole lot of other things into the image, then regardless of the label that has been arbitrarily placed on it, that is a minimalistic and probably an effective photograph. In that regard, I have to agree with you. Now, part of, part of that is my natural aversion to having to put labels on stuff. Okay. Because something you said earlier made me think of the words of a poet named Pete Townsend. Okay. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> Where it, it, it's, it's, it is a redundancy. <clears throat> It's a regeneration of something that has existed before. Right. Maybe that there's a, there's a whole gr- group of artists who don't know that these are the precepts and the guidelines for f- success as a stills photographer. And I think that's a very real possibility. Okay, that I can that I can buy into because there is, to your opening points, there's a cultural model that says. Photograph everything. Mm-hmm. Grab your smartphone because it's always there. It takes a good quality, technically technically good quality image. Mm-hmm. But unless you act like a photographer when activating the shutter, you're not getting a great photograph. Right. You're getting a snapshot of what was there at the time. Right. So uh, you know, so maybe I'm, it fits there. Yeah. Uh, uh, as you know, we came back from. Uh, Niagara Falls just the other day. And there was a, there was a gentleman, I, I was watching him, because he was darting here and darting there and kneeling down and standing up and look, peering underneath things. And, and, all, and he had a cell phone. And I said, this guy is seeing something the rest of us are not. I'm not sure what he's seeing, mm-hmm. but he's seeing texture. He's seeing reflections and improbable locations. He's peering underneath overhangs of ice. I I don't know what he's doing, but I've got a pretty darn good idea he's doing it well. Well, that sounds and, a lot like something that my friend, in whom you know, Rick Salmon, <clears throat> advocates. Use your camera like a spaceship. Move it around. Okay. Try different views. Find different ways of seeing. Right. That's awesome. And if using the, the, the cell phone allowed this particular person to make the movements more easily or easier on his joints or whatever, more power to the guy, seriously, mm-hmm. because that's engaging in photography. Right. It's moved past snapshots. Yes. That's and I, great. And I believe, and I believe he, he was. So my question to you then, because I know I have the luxury of knowing who some of your photographic influences are. Right. Uh, and you've spoken on the podcast and at club meetings about the value you've received from reading and looking at the work of the Canadian photographer, Freeman Patterson. Yes. 
And I, I think it's safe to say that you have great respect for him. Yes, absolutely. So isn't this the, some of what he was teaching back in the 70s? Yes. Isn't it? It's, almost, ev- it's everything he was teaching back in the 70s. It's exactly what he was teaching. Yeah. I mean, you referenced earlier uh, photography and the art of seeing. Yes. That happens to be my personal favorite of his multi- many books. Mm-hmm. It's the one I got the most out of. Mm-hmm. These characteristics of this label that we shall no longer repeat. Right. That sounds exactly what like what he was teaching back then. Yeah, he's got, he's got a whole segment of the book devoted exactly to that. I believe it's page sixty one to sixty five on the on the book that I have. But it's it's something I keep going back to again and again. So if we take out the label, are these reasonable guidelines for the person who is new and just embracing photography? Yes. Personally, I don't think they need a new label. I don't think that we need to clutter our space with another word that someone's going to trade on to sell a book because I am cynical. Mm-hmm. I don't think that people publish a lot of stuff without the hope of a return of some stuff. You and I doing this podcast, we're idiots because <laughs> we don't get anything for it except our own pleasure. But I think a lot of the folks who write this stuff, they're looking for something else. And fair enough. I get that. Yep. I mean, they've got a reason for doing it, but... Uh, but it's nothing new, and it doesn't need a new label. No, I, I, I don't think it does. So my biggest concern is then that someone who is legitimately working hard to develop their own eye... Right. ...to become the photographer that that person should be. Mm-hmm. Not the photographer you are or the photographer I am, because we already got those. We need the person to be himself or herself as a photographer and develop his or her eye. I worry that all this, and it's not just this one, it's this proliferation of relabeling that which is so creates a lot of confusion for people. Right. And you, you brought the topic up, and we know photographers who've been doing minimalism for quite some time mm-hmm. who are now wondering how they do minimalism. That's right. And one of these mornings, they're going to wake up and say, oh, I already do that. That's right. I'm already good at it. I, I, I guess what I'm, what I'm hearing out no is that to get to this point, or let's, let's call it the precepts of Freeman Patterson or, or other good photographers from that genre, requires thinking. It requires studying. Uh, sometimes it requires a complete mindset. You've mentioned photographers who, before they press that shutter, they, they're not there. They're somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think many of us will ever get to that point, but most of us are somewhere along that, that spectrum. So it, 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 requires, it requires work. It's in, it's, I think it's engagement. And if I reference the Go Rin No Show, mm-hmm. the English know that is the Book of Five Rings. Right. The ultimate goal of martial development <coughs> is to achieve void. Right. Mind, no mind. Right. Also known as the Force, for those of you who were not paying attention <laughs> when this stuff was written back in the 15th century. If you're fearful, there are no new ideas. You might be right. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, yeah, 
But that's the whole concept of the force. It's, it, right. You are there and you are engaged and it happens through practice and will. Yep. When you go out and you're on your game, because I've seen you on those days, you have days of what I call unconscious competence. You make great images because you've passed through those four learning stages. True. You know, and, and for those who have not heard them, they're pretty simple. You are unconsciously incompetent. <laughs> you don't know that you suck. Consciously incompetent. You know that you suck. Consciously competent. You are working hard, applying your mind to getting better. And the ultimate goal, of course, is unconsciously competent, that you don't have to think through every bit of miasma to achieve your goals. Right. We've talked about a lot of photographers in the club photographic review. And I think at least in the case of the photographers that I really like, I could see that unconscious competence in a lot of their work. It didn't look massively planful. Right. Most of it doesn't. And it may have been, but they were so good at it, they were achieving it. Right. You know, without 42 assistants and 50 people taking lyrical credit for ooh, baby, ooh. Yeah. So, I, I, like I said, uh, I think uh, maybe in our current day and age, uh, we are looking for cookie-cutter solutions. We're looking for mm. recipes. We're looking for some easy handouts. The quick let, fix. Let me send you a quick fix. You know, just sign on the dotted line and click on this red box out here. And uh, my, my latest uh, cheat sheet will arrive in your inbox. <laughs> or this plug-in will make all your photographs. Right. Look beautiful. And maybe in that context is one of the reasons why this name is evolving. Because okay. the other yeah. way is it's valid, but it's not subscribed to. So and many it's people. It's, it's not efficient. It takes, takes forever to get there. But if you're looking for a quick fix and calling it whatever we're calling it today, minimalistic, then... Maybe people latching onto it and say, oh, yeah, okay, I, I could get there, and it's going to be real easy to do. And you may think it is. Newsflash. But it's not. It's not that easy. Nothing worth doing comes without some no, kind of absolutely. fight. But we like to think that it can. Yeah. And that's, happy and pretty, therein lies the... Happy, pretty, sunny days. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And that, I think, is all we got from this one. I think it is. No, but I, but I think what, what we, we've, looked, we've looked at uh, the concept of minimalism, be it new or be it old, I think we recognize that to get there takes work, not cheat sheets. There's no easy way to get there. And the concepts have been around for a while, and they will continue to be around for a while, regardless of what, we call this concept. Thanks, Gordon. Good conversation. I hope people got something out of this. I'm not sure what it would have been. Well, I'm never sure, but people keep coming back <laughs> and they keep liking the podcast. So there you go. Thanks again. We'll talk to you real soon.